Hello and welcome to the Christian Women in Business podcast show. We are an online community of Christian women in business and we are aligning our businesses with God. I'm your host, Sarah Jane Neeson, and I wanted to create a platform where women can come to be inspired, to learn from women who have been there and done that, and know what it's really like to run a business as a Christian and what it means to them. I would love for you to join us as we get into the meat of the word share the love of God, and grow our businesses like never before. For more information about becoming a member, visit our website, www.christianwomeninbusiness.com.au. Looking forward to sharing these podcasts with you and helping you to grow as a leader and a business owner like never before. Would you join me in welcoming Jo Hobbs to the stage? Hi girls, this has been an incredible day. I have to say you have done an outstanding job with this conference and um, I said to um, Helen, you know, you kind of feel like this is the ground level of something that's going to explode. So thank you so much, um, Sarah Jane, for allowing us to come and to share about Teen Challenge and for being a part of this, I guess, inaugural event. So that's fantastic. Can I just see who actually has heard about Teen Challenge and knows anything about who we are? Okay, so there's a fair few of you that do, but I just want to actually give some context um, about who we are. And I actually also want to share a word that I believe God's given me um, to just bring to you as well. So I'm pretty good at keeping time. So what is my time? 30 minutes. Okay. Timekeeper. Five minutes before I need to finish. That's usually my husband's job, but not at a women's conference. But the problem is, is that I'm often talking and he's going... (laughs) And I'm not seeing him. (laughs) And he thinks I'm doing it deliberately, but the truth is I'm actually not seeing him. But, you know, we've had some funny experiences, him sitting in the front row, and I'm thinking, I hope that that's kind of not on video or anything. Teen Challenge, you know, um, I have the incredible privilege of um, leading this organisation and I think that it's fantastic when you have a job that you're so passionate about that actually you get up in the morning and it's like, it's on. Because you're you're passionate about it because it's something that God's called you to. But, you know, everyone in this room can actually have exactly that same experience with your business because you're called to do what you're doing. And I'm going to share a little bit more about that as I go on. But Teen Challenge is actually now a global organisation, which is pretty incredible when you think of where it started from. Uh, Teen Challenge, uh, I, I say this, that, you know, extraordinary things happen when ordinary people say yes to God. And have, do you agree with that? Because, you know, Teen Challenge started with a little country preacher who heard the voice of God and said, go to the streets of New York from the country in the States, you know. So, you know, it's very different in the country than the streets of New York. So he heard the voice of God to tell him to go to the streets of New York where he was going to have to get amongst some of the most hardened criminals. Murder was an everyday occurrence. And, you know, there was so many problems with the gang culture at that time. And that was in 1958. So this is actually, this year is our 60th, our diamond 
anniversary. So that's awesome. And we're actually, our gala dinner, which is on the uh, 2nd of June, that's our theme, it's diamond. And it's our, because it is our diamond anniversary globally. So, you know, this ordinary man who came to the streets of New York did an extraordinary thing simply because he said yes to God. And from that obedience, Teen Challenge was birthed into a global organisation. So now we're in 122 countries, over 1,400 centres throughout the world. So what do we do? Well, when um, David Wilkinson went to the streets of New York, you know, he thought it was going to be because he was going to evangelise these um, uh, gang members, which he did. But once he got into that culture, he recognised that they, these young people actually needed a whole lot more help, you know. They got them saved, but it was like they were addicts. You know, they were in desperate need. And so from that, Teen Challenge was birthed as a, an organisation that reaches out to young people that provides residential rehab for them. And we do a whole range of other things. But in Queensland, we've been here since 1971. So this is our 47th year in Queensland. And yeah, that's a wow. <laughs> and I, it is a wow because, you know, I look back and I think, but. God. We have two residential um, services that we run, so one for men and one for women, not together. <laughs> we have enough problems with dealing with the addiction, we just kind of don't need the other side of it, but there are many that actually do have that co-ed. Um, they haven't convinced me yet, so we're just not doing that. We have high fences around our girls' centre <laughs> and alarms. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> So um, we have two centres um, in Toowoomba and we also have crisis accommodation for young men in Brisbane. We have a day program as well that we've started to run which is really incredibly exciting. So that's a non-residential uh, facility, uh, not a facility but a program and it's, you know, for those that kind of can't make that step into residential care. Sometimes it's a stepping stone to that. And I love that, that we've been able to start that because that takes us back to the roots of who we are on the streets, in the community, dealing with that, you know, on that um, grassroots level. So that has been an amazing um, adventure for us. We only opened that um, last year. So that's, you know, fantastic for Teen Challenge. But, you know, we have young people that come into our centres that, you know, are incredibly broken. They have um, life controlling issues that they actually don't know, they don't know how to deal with them. And Teen Challenge Worldwide has the most, the highest success rate in the world in rehab. Who can guess why? Because of the God factor. You see, we are not just interested in the young person and their addiction because the addiction is only a symptom of what the real problem is. So what we're interested in is walking a journey of recovery with them so that we can actually help them to unpack those deeper issues that took them down that road of addiction. Because without that, there's no healing and there's no lasting change. 
So I say this and Em's heard this because she's heard me speak a few times that, you know, we're not into behaviour modification, we're into life transformation. And, you know, very, very few of our young people come through our centres without giving their hearts to the Lord because it is a Christian-based program and we make no apologies for that. So what have we done over the 47 years? It's been an incredible um, journey and, you know, I think this is a testament to God because we have run numerous programs. We've opened residential facilities. We have crisis accommodation, family services, um, aftercare, day programs and we've done all of that without government funding except for the day program. So we've done all of that without government funding. Now, if anyone, you know, you girls are business people, so you know what it costs, you know, to run a business. Well, imagine, you know, I've got two centres, I have to have caseworkers, team leaders, counsellors. You know, we have a staff of um, probably now around about 25 people. And so, you know, our employee costs are right up there. And yet God has been so amazingly faithful. And I could tell you so many stories, but I don't have enough time to do that. But let's tell, I want to tell you what the problem is. This this represents what the problem that we're facing. This issue costs our nation a whopping $56.1 billion a year. Incredible, isn't it? $56.1 billion a year with all of the associated issues that go along with this. You know, four people die every day in our country from drug overdose. One in five, and actually, per capita, we are the second largest users of methamphetamines, ice, methamphetamines, and we are the largest users of ecstasy in the world. That's the extent of the problem that we face in this nation. We are actually losing a generation. And we are passionate about this generation. And are we in a war? We are absolutely in a war for this next generation. But, you know, this is not a war without hope. And I was on the ABC um, radio and somebody, a a politician had made this statement saying that, um, you know, we've lost the war against drugs. Well, the fact is we've never really had a war. We've had a war against tobacco and look where we are now. We've never had a war against drugs and we've never had a war against alcohol in terms of, you know, these young kids who get caught up in this scene. So I said, well, the one thing I will say is this, is you actually don't win a war by retreating. And, you know, Teen Challenge refuses to retreat because we're passionate about seeing these young people set free, healed, delivered and set free. That's what we're about. It's not about behaviour modification. It's not about trying to teach them ways of coping. Yes, there is all of that. We do all the best practice stuff. We know our stuff. We're experts in the field. We know how to do rehab well. But we know how to do rehab well, best practice. But God is the only one that can take the pieces, the fragmentation of a heart and put it back together and see that young person fulfil the God destiny that they were meant to fulfil. That's what gets me up every morning. What is it that gets you up every morning? And you have to ask yourself that because you see, when you, even in the business that you're involved in now, I'm telling you now, if you connect your passion with what you're doing, with what God's called you to do, 
you are on the road to success. The problem is, is that we often have lots of self-doubt about what we're doing. You know, are we called? Was this a good, mis was this a good idea? Is it a mistake? And I'm going to share a little bit more about that, so let me keep on track. <laughs> you know, Teen Challenge, um, I am, you know, so privileged to be a part of this organisation and I've been doing this job now for seven years. And when I first came into this position, it was like I remember coming home the first night and saying to my husband, oh, what have I done? <laughs> like, what have I done? But, you know, it's been a long seven years. And you can imagine without government funding for day-to-day -day operations, you know, um, I haven't got time to tell you the incredible stories today. Maybe at another time I'll be able to, t you know, unpack that a little bit for you. But, you know, we have been down to the, the second to midnight. And, you know, sometimes there comes a time where you've got to put things on the altar. And I remember a time like that where I had to put Teen Challenge on the altar. And I had to say, God, I can't see how you could get glory from up you know, these centres having to close down. But I'm putting it on the altar. And it was, you know, it wasn't just words. It was, you know, God, God sees the heart. We can't fool him. But at that moment when I did that, there was a shift in the spirit. And I, I felt it. I knew that something was going to happen. Some change would happen. And God just amazingly turned up. But, you know, I want to say to you that there's sometimes things in your life that you've got to put on the altar. You've got to be willing to let it go to the ashes if that's what it takes for God to rise it, raise it up to something that is incredibly beautiful and powerful, more powerful than what you ever thought it could be. Um, what gets, why is it that we do what we do? I'll tell you a story. I was sitting across the table from a young woman and she in tears said to me, Joe, I want to thank you so much for fighting for us. I want to thank you for giving me a place here at Teen Challenge. And then she started to unpack her story for me. And I, I don't have the time to go through it in detail, but I want to give you the highlights. A young woman who came from an incredibly dysfunctional family in New Zealand, came to Australia, met the love of a life, fell pregnant. And in they were so excited about this baby. And during her pregnancy, found out that her husband had cancer and he died before the baby was born. She was a single mum then, on her own, in a country which she wasn't a citizen of, so couldn't get welfare. She ended up in the sex industry as a single mum to feed her son. And that just led to a downward spiral where she was became a drug addict and um, that you know, spiral down into many, many years of drug use. She's looked at me and she said, Joe, I rang every rehab in Australia and no one would take me because I wasn't an Australian citizen, which meant they couldn't get the Centrelink component. Mind you, they're all funded. Teen Challenge is not funded. So they're all funded, but they wouldn't take her. She was desperate. And she, this is in her words. She said, Joe, I rang every rehab in Australia, she said. And I remember when my assessment officer came to me with this case and said to me, Joe, this is the situation. This girl, you know, I know that we, we, we don't even, you know, even when we get the Centrelink, there's a huge gap that we have to raise money for. 
to keep them in our centre, but now it meant there wouldn't even be the Centrelink component. And I said, you know, we're going to do what Jesus would do. <laughs> we're just going to step out in faith and we're going to say, Father, we're taking her in and we're going to trust you for the rest. That girl today, she didn't have her son then, so we were able to facilitate her getting her son back. She's now living in Toowoomba, has a full-time job and is doing really well. You know, that's why we do what we do. You know, one in three people now that are drug addicts are women. Substance abuse, it used to be uh, one to five, it's now one to three. But in treatment, there's only one in five women that are in treatment. And there's a reason for that, because there's more barriers for women. Many of them have children. And secondly, there's just not enough beds in Australia for them. So one in three have a substance problem. Only one in five are in treatment. So am I passionate about what we do? I'm absolutely passionate about what we do. You know, I said before that um, extraordinary things happen when ordinary people say yes to God. And with that analogy, I, I was talking about David Wilkinson, but I want to bring that analogy right down to where you girls are at right now. You are where you are today because you said yes to God. You are in this um, conference today because God put a dream in your heart, you connected with that dream and you said, yes, God. And then something was birthed. Then we know that when we say yes to God, then the rest of it's easy. Isn't that right? <laughs> we only wish. <laughs> when we say yes to God, there's always a walking out of that and there's always the challenges that go along the way. But, you know, when you said yes to God, you released something in the spirit. You released a potential there. And uh, God gave me a word coming into this um, year. And I always wait on the Lord at the end of a year to get the word for him, from him for the coming year. And um, I was just about to go to bed. It was just before Christmas, early December. And I felt God say to me, go and pray and take communion. So... I went out into our sitting room and I took communion and I started to pray and I felt God say, read Jeremiah 33. And I started to read and I got to verse 3 and I knew that that was the word that God was giving me. And he said, call to me and I will answer you and I'll show you great and mighty things that are to come. But when you study that out, you see, I love the word of God and I love to study it. Call, that word call doesn't mean, God, help me, begging him. That's not what it means at all. It actually means name it. So God says, Joanne, there are things in your heart you've been praying for. This is the year that I want you to step up. I want you to name it. I'm going to answer it and then I'm going to show you how to do it. But I know that God said to me, wherever you speak this year, I want you to share this word, which is why I'm sharing it with you. Because whatever he's put in your heart, this is the year, girls, to step up and to step over the faith line. This is the year to not just, not just be, you know, um, whinging to God, which is what we often do. 
you know, God, why me? Wow, I've been there. We've, we all do that. This is not the year to do that. You know, God has been preparing his women and God has been stirring our hearts and he wants us to understand who we are in him so that we can actually take what we carry, whom we carry, into every circumstance and into every situation. And we, when we step into that place, let me tell you, you take authority. You take authority into that place. You take, um, you know, you also change the atmosphere. So I want you to think about that. What is it that you have been asking God for? What is it that he's placed in your heart? This is the year, girls, to name it. And it's like, you know, people, oh, we can't really do that. Well, why not? Why can't we? Because let me tell you, if we had a group of men entrepreneurs here, they would have no trouble in naming it. (laughs) But us women, we tend to shrink back. And we tend to think, you know, oh, you know, can I do that? Well, you know, we don't have to have permission from anyone to do that except from God. And he said, call to me. Name it. I'll answer you because he's already heard the cry of your heart. And, you know, when he says, I'll show you great and mighty things that are to come, I felt like he said, Joe, this is what I'm telling you. I'm going to show you how to do it. This is the year you're going to walk into things that you've been praying for for a long time. This is the year where there's going to be shifts that are going to happen in the spirit, which is actually then going to manifest in this natural realm. Because God works behind the scenes in ways that we cannot see with our natural eyes. And I have had to walk that journey out. And girls, I'm passionate about this because I've had to walk this journey out many times. Because, you know, I've had the privilege, and I say the privilege because God knows what he's doing. Everything God has called me into has been chucked into the deep end. And I've often said, God, it would be so nice to actually get to the wading pool and wade out to the deep water. But I've never had that experience. So he has always thrown me into the deep end. So I'm familiar with it. And when I had to take on Teen Challenge, you know, I totally said no to this job three times. And they pursued me the fourth time until I actually went, "Mm, maybe this might might be God. (laughs) (laughs) And I said to my husband, maybe I I need to go talk to them. And uh, so, you know, the, the rest is history. But, you know, when I did go to talk to them, Rob said to me, my husband, are you nervous about this interview? And I said, absolutely not. Because I'm not going to get this job. I'm going for one reason only to see if it's God. And when I went into that interview, within five minutes, God spoke very clearly to my heart and said, this is the next season. It's so fortunate that he doesn't tell you what's involved in that next season. (laughs) But this is what I wanted to share with you girls. You can have such incredible confidence in in what you're doing if you know the answer to this one question, has God called me to do this? And girls, let me tell you, you need to settle that. If you haven't settled that, let me tell you, you're going to be like the double-minded man and you're going to be, you know, swayed to and fro all of the time because you've got nothing to anchor your soul. We only have to know one thing. Has God called us to do this? And if he has called you to do this, You know that he has prepared the way and he has equipped you with everything that you need 
I remember being in a worship service a number of years, quite a number of years ago now. And as I was worshipping the Lord, I saw a vision. And I don't see visions often. But this was very real and I saw this book and it was about this thick. And there was a bookmark that was kind of like about here. And I said to the Lord, Lord, what does that mean? And he said these words to me and has profoundly, profoundly affected my life ever since. He said, Joanne, that book represents your life. And where that bookmark is is how much of your story has been read. But how much more, listen... How much more of that story that is going to be read is up to you? How much of your story that is still left to be read is up to you? Because you see, this is all about the call and us responding. Ordinary people saying yes to God to do extraordinary things. So when we say yes to God, we do extraordinary things because we serve an extraordinary God. You know, we are... When you think about that we are the temples of the Holy Spirit, we carry around the creator of the universe. You know, it would do us good to meditate on that regularly because that we understand then that when we walk into any situation, as I said earlier, we walk in with authority. And that's not with an arrogance because God sees the heart. We have to have pure hearts, but we have to have a boldness in him as well. You know that there is a book written in heaven about each one of us. And the word tells us that. And I'm, I would tell you, except my notes are down there and I don't want to go there because it'll take up my time. I'll give you the scripture later. But that we, <laughs> we actually have a book in heaven that is written about each one of us. And it says before we even existed, that book was recorded every day of our life, was in that book. So I've had people say, well, Joe, I couldn't be as bold as that. What you're saying, I couldn't be as bold as that. And this is what I say. You're looking at it from the wrong perspective. Because it's not about, do I have enough faith to do this? Do I have what it takes? It goes back to this. It goes back to what's written in our book. Because you see, the only thing that we need to do is to come into alignment with what God's written in our book. And he's our loving heavenly dad who has imparted to us everything that we need for the journey of life on this planet, this side of glory. So when we were born into this earth, before we were even knitted together in our mother's womb... He imparted everything that we will ever need. Girls, it's all here. The problem is, is that life happens, stuff happens, the devil, you know, skews up our thinking. We, we become these people who are not identifying with who we are in him and therefore the enemy is able to come with a whole lot of things that are to do with doubt, unbelief, fear. Five. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> All right, Lord, where do we, what do I do to cut this down? Okay. So this is what I wanted. This is the essence of what I feel God wants to say to you. Is if you can understand, if you can get this about the book in heaven that's written about you, if you can understand by saying yes to him, 
as an ordinary person who feels totally inadequate, who feels that they can't do what they're called to do or not what they're called to do. I can't do that. It seems impossible. Well, we serve the God of the impossible. Let me tell you, you know, I had... Oh, there's so many stories. I had, you know, something happened to someone that I know just recently who was in their house had laid the plastic out and had the knife in their hand and was about was in the process of slitting their wrists. A woman drove past the house, an unbeliever. God stopped that woman on the road and said, you must go into that house, something is wrong. Saved that person's life. I share that with you to say we have an extraordinary God that does impossible things in this natural realm, things that we could not possibly imagine, how he could put all of the pieces together, how he could speak to an unbelieving woman to go to save this man's life. You know, God is able to do what we can't, but he can't do it without us. And you and I have to understand that. He can't do it apart from us because that's the way he designed it to work. My time is up and I I don't want to go over time. So I just want to say to you girls that I think that you are amazing, that God has called you, that you have within you everything that you need to succeed And don't allow the doubt of the enemy to rob from you the very dream that he's placed in your heart. And the one thing that I am really, really strong on is that if we do not have a storehouse of the word in our heart, you will not withstand the storm of life. So we have to make sure that we take that word, just like we feed our physical body, we need to feed our spirit man on the word of the living God. Because let me tell you, when the storms of life come, if you go to the bank and there's nothing in there, if there's a zero balance, there's nothing to draw on. So you want to strengthen yourself in God? Make sure that you take time to be in his presence And to let that word permeate your heart. There's only one thing, this is my last statement, there's only one thing that matters, that that this is all about, and it's actually about people. It's about who we help. It's about who we care for. It's about the eternal seeds that we sow. So what is it all about? It's about relationship. And that needs to be as important to you and I as it is to our Heavenly Father. Amen? Amen. Amen. I'm going to, if I can, now I'm going to share just a very brief testimony of one of our girls, okay, from our centre, just so you can get a little glimpse of who we are. My dad worked away from home pretty much my whole life. He'd have one month at work and then a week home. I went to school, primary school, like five minutes down the road. Um, It was just a little country school. It started to become a problem with self-harm. When I got into about grade 
seven it started, um, so did my eating, and then it just got worse and worse. And then in grade eight, I started to do marijuana, um, just every so often, and then everything just progressed to drinking and heavier, heavier stuff and everything. There was a point, I think, when I was self-harming and like it came to a point where I was like I don't really care if I go and that didn't affect me that wasn't sad to me or scary thought going was better than staying so the point where nothing was working like I wasn't going it kind of gave me like there's a little part of me being like well maybe there's a reason I'm still here one night I turned up at my friend's house off my face from binge drinking and using all sorts. Um, and her mum sat me down and had a massive talk with me. And she told me about Teen Challenge. Um, she was like, they have really good success rates and it's a it's a live-in program and I think it would benefit you. And she, was, she opened up to me, told me her story. Everyone was so loving here and I couldn't really accept that. So it was a bit hard to accept it, but I put them through some horrible, stupid things, but um, they put up with me and multiple times I could have been discharged and they didn't, they didn't give up on me. Like going through the program, it is the hardest thing I've ever done. After the program, um, I would like to do um, Cert 4 in drug and alcohol and mental health, then go on to nursing and eventually I'd like to work overseas in missionaries, giving a voice to the voiceless. That's my ultimate goal. It's definitely the best thing I've ever done. I'm a completely different person now. Like, yeah, bad stuff happened and I may not have made the right choices in, in different parts of my life, but I can kind of move on from them now and I can have a future and I can see a future. They can literally give life back. And I think uh, Megan's got a story as well that she's going to um, read out from somebody who came through the program many years ago. Excuse me while I just find it. Okay, when uh, Sarah Jane told me that we're going to be honouring Teen Challenge tonight, you know, my heart leapt because it's very close to me. As one of my forever friends, everyone's got those friends that you're just closer than sisters. She went through the Teen Challenge program when she was 18 years old. And we did talk to her about coming down from Mackay. Um, she couldn't make it, but she did write something as a blessing for, for Teen Challenge. So I'd like to read a little bit about her journey with Teen Challenge. Um, this is from Jasmine. Before Teen Challenge, I spent the first 15 years of my life at home in an abusive, violent, drug-filled environment. I ran away from home in an attempt to create a better life for myself. However, I did not have the strength or clarity of mind to live a better life, and I spent the following three years living a self-destructive existence full of misery, bitterness, and absolute hopelessness. 
My life had spiralled out of control. I was completely and utterly broken. I felt as though my life was over and I felt I had nothing to live for. I wanted to die. At 17 years of age, I found myself alone and homeless on a Brisbane street, drenched from the pouring rain, cold, barefoot and pregnant. I stood in a phone booth for what seemed to be an eternity, drowning myself in desperation. On the telephone was a sticker with a smiley face and a phone number. <laughs> I dialed it and within hours, I was placed into a shelter run by Teen Challenge. Teen Challenge was the catalyst for change in my life. For the first time, I was surrounded by people who genuinely cared about my life and the life of my unborn child. Teen Challenge became my safe place. It was so much more than an organisation. It was my family. Teen Challenge provided me space for me to be me and did exactly what their name says. It challenged me every step of the way through my life. I was nurtured, I was loved, accepted, educated and equipped with the skills and knowledge to live a life worthy of raising my own child. Teen Challenge was my home, a supportive community of people who had the heart for the less fortunate, unloved, broken-hearted and downtrodden. Why was this organisation so special and different from any other? At the crux of this organisation was the very heart of God. This is where I was introduced to a life like no other, a life that surpasses all understanding. Teen Challenge opened the door for me to know and accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Saviour. They paved the way for me to live a life of true value. It was here where my heart accepted his grace and forgiveness. During this time, I met my husband together and created a firm foundation to raise three beautiful daughters. From a girl who was lost and has since been found, I would like to express my gratitude to the organisation for their assistance. And for your information, I did rise to the challenge. Thank you, Team Challenge from Jazz. How amazing is that? Can you tell Jazz thank you so much on behalf of all of us for sharing her story? Oh, yay. That's so good. Okay. Well, we are coming up to nearly food time, so bear with us. Um, we've just got a few more things to do first. So, it's our first birthday, which means we can't have a little birthday without a little cake. So, can I get... Um, Megan and Emily to stand up with me and we'll all put our beautiful um, singing voices on and all sing ourselves happy birthday because we work really hard and we go through a lot of stuff like Joe said in our businesses and sometimes we just need to thank God and thank ourselves for everything that we do. So this is not a happy birthday to us, this is a happy birthday to you. All right, are you ready? One, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear everyone. Happy birthday to you. Hip, hip. Hooray. Hip, hip. 
Hip, hip. Hooray. All right. Sarah Jane here. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. We'd love it if you could please share this podcast with your friends. Please rate our podcast on iTunes. And for more information about becoming a member of Christian Women in Business, head over to our website, www.christianwomeninbusiness.com.au. Catch you next time.